Oh, how am I going to start this? Where's that hecking on button? Oh, I found it. Let's play. Good evening, everybody. Loke here for a new little series titled Curiosity Killed the Bat, uh, where I interview creatives in the furry fandom. Now, let's kick off the series with a fur you probably know. He can't see the colour red and genuinely doesn't know what purple is. It's Piaul. Hey, you read yeah. my Twitter bio. Yes, I did read your Twitter bio. I like <laughs> to do a little bit of research before interviewing people. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. But no, it is honestly a genuine pleasure to be able to do this interview with you. It was great seeing you at the YouTube uh, Confuzzled panel. It was mm. really interesting talk as well. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm just happy to have this opportunity to talk to you a bit more. I'm glad you think so. I've never been interviewed before, so it's, <laughs> it's fun all around, hey? Awesome. It's all about having fun here. <laughs> but yeah, um, you do talk about videos on, uh, on, on YouTube a lot and sort of like your own sort of like interest in YouTube and just making videos despite YouTube's current problems. Um, but you yeah. you say that you um, you will keep making them despite not having a, a, a following, but perhaps. Um, but how did you first discover the site when uh, and what drove you to start producing videos? Um, well, how how I discovered YouTube now that was a while ago. So mm -hmm. I've. So I um, I'm, I'm old enough to remember before YouTube, just about. Um, so I remember YouTube pretty much as it came out. At the very least, is when it started to go mainstream. Yeah. Um, yeah. I the first YouTube videos I remember watching were, uh, you know, your standard Nyan cats and stuff like that back in the, the day. Classic. The classic. Yeah. Um, I remember the Harry Potter puppet pals videos. Which so good. came back, um, <laughs> but yeah, like stuff like that. But I didn't, I didn't start my own channel mm -hmm. until uh, when did I start my first? Uh, it's uh, okay. Technically, like 2000, 2012. Okay. Um, because I was watching a lot of Yogscast and stuff like that. Yeah. They, they were probably my first inspirations uh, on YouTube as far as creating things actually goes, but. Yeah, I would say around 2012, and I didn't really start making actual videos. Um, I've, I've always made videos of things, but uploading to them YouTube-wise was around 2014, 2015. Mm. Um, I had a gaming channel. I still do, um, but I don't link it with this one. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I, I mean, that never kicked off. The most views I ever got in a video was... Uh, a couple thousand, but that was uh, because it was a meme and entirely related to everything else that I was doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, my standard videos on there would get about like 30, 40 views. Yeah, because, um, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess it was the Yogscast and, and that sort of stuff that first got me into YouTube. Awesome, because yeah, I, I, I did like watch like the majority, I'd say about like 95% of your videos uh, quite a few times <laughs> uh, to prepare for this interview. And yeah, there, there was that video where you cut together lots of your your old gaming stuff oh, and it, yeah. that, that was really quite heartfelt that that, that was a really nice sort of like genuine video i, I really liked it, yeah, awesome. it, it <laughs> one of my least viewed um no it was, <laughs> it was it was nice for that one was one i made for myself really because yeah. it was nice to go back and um see all of the other videos i've been doing and and show to people really that uh <laughs> although pr very much sort of appeared overnight um I have been making videos for such a long time. And actually, my, my first video about uh, Majura, my my whole channel, 
was up until very, very nearly it being released, um, just going to be uploaded to my my other channel, mm. um, just like a normal video on there. Because uh, it's not like I'm hiding it from my other channel. It's just it's a more personal channel. And um, of course, yeah, it, it's why if you actually watch my my first PR video, there, there isn't PR in the video. Yeah, it's not in there. There's no um, image of him. It's it's all other videos because it, it wasn't a PR video. Um, PR was just um, when I realized, oh, you know, maybe I should make my own channel for, for this video rather than mixing it with my other one. I was like, oh, God, I've got to quickly think of like a new channel. I've got to create a new account. So in the space of about five minutes, I um, went through my camera roll, found an old picture of a rabbit that I drew. Uh, and remembered what I called it, and, and called the channel PR Wolf. The Wolf was it was an entire like last second decision. I just threw that one on the end as well, um, and because that yeah, and then just clicked OK. So it was very much um, almost random that PR Wolf even became the channel that it is now. All my other stuff was just going to be uploaded to that other channel where all my videos are. But that was uh, I think I think I'm glad it, I created a new thing. Yeah, because I remember you. Yeah, you talked about initially starting out with just sort of like that little paper, paper photo, image mm. of, of of PR. What what sort of like um, like what was that handmade? Because like the, the I've only seen it a few times in your videos, and I, yeah. I I didn't see it sort of like when when the channel initially came out. So was that like a hand cut little? Do that, or? Yeah, well, the full story behind that I will inevitably reveal at some point, <laughs> uh, a, a, along with the uh, the meaning behind the initials PR. Yes. But, um, yeah, it's all very much linked. Um, but that was something that well, I didn't draw. I, I only colored it in. I didn't draw it or cut it out. Um, I was at some thing when I was younger and there were a load of different animal masks um, and I was given the rabbit one which really annoyed me because it isn't the one that I wanted because uh, <laughs> rabbits are awful adorable. Uh, I'm allowed to say that because you know I am one um, but I, I didn't want it so as a as a rebellion to fight against the system that had given me this this animal I uh, decided to color it in in the most obnoxious way I possibly could and not, you know, normally. Yeah. So, uh, and also, colouring in has always been a sort of enemy of mine because I can never get it right to begin with. Um, you don't want to let the so... lines restrain you, man. No. Right? Well, all the colour, because I'll get that wrong as well. I mean, I was painting purple skies since I was like two years old. So, you know, I just I don't know what's what. So I just picked up two random pens um, and colored in the most odd looking rabbit you can imagine and then a photo was taken of me wearing the mask uh <laughs> that was it, it wasn't yeah. a special thing um and it was only because um i recently had seen that image um the same like week i was making this furry video i was like oh yeah i can use that so i just cropped it down to the little rabbit mask there you go. It wasn't. It wasn't special. It wasn't meaningful. It was just like, oh yeah, lol, that. So PR sort of just popped up and went hello, and then like loads of people just came. It's awesome. PR. PR was created as the most obnoxious drawing I could I could do um, when I was an eight-year-old, <laughs> and then forgotten about for years, only to be brought back in a yet more obnoxious fashion. So. <laughs>
so no i i, I love it i love it it's, it's awesome to know more about that because it's, it's just really interesting you wouldn't know about that otherwise so yeah that's an exclusive cool. yeah wow. awesome but um yeah so again because i did go through your videos quite a few times to, to... <laughs> you know more about me than i do now <laughs> well i was gonna ask about whiskey having featured in, in a few of your videos because yeah it, it um it's turned yes. up in one or two um what's your brand of choice uh because it was a little bit difficult to see like oh. yeah Oh, ah, ah, okay, hang on. Let me have a look at my, my, I have a shelf. <laughs> I have a whiskey shelf um, with so many that I cannot even see them all from, from sitting. Um, now, it's complicated because there is not one whiskey that serves all things. There are different ones for, for very much different occasions and, and what you want to go for. Okay. Um, for example, Typically, any whiskey that has the letter E in it is a bad sign, right? Because that's not the way you spell whiskey. Okay. It's the American way. Yeah, it's yeah. The American, uh, and Irish way of spelling it. Um, but sometimes it's okay to just like have like a lot of Jack Daniels um, because it's cheap and because it's kind of all right. But it's not really whiskey. And that's, that's what most people are familiar with. And when you hmm. say that, people are like, oh, you know, whiskey is... Uh, if, that's your only, if your only experience with whiskey is like a Jack Daniels, then like... That's, boy, yeah, it's not whiskey. Boy, no. <laughs> you, have not, you have not... That's like saying, oh, I don't like TV. I watched Peppa Pig once. It's like, no, <laughs> there's many more things out there. Um, I mean, I'm not knocking Peppa Pig, yeah. you know, but either way. Um, so I really... My favorite whiskey is that i've ever had is belvini 18 which is an incredibly expensive whiskey but and i i don't own that i tasted it at some place because like a bottle of that is like like in 200 um which is a bit much yeah um, the most expensive one i own is a demilly single grain Welsh whiskey, which, which is interesting because there's only two whiskey distilleries in Wales. Uh, this is one of them, and I went to it in person uh, and met the guy uh, who runs it and like had a little wander around the place where they make it. I stuck my head inside the distilling machine, which was kind of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I yet to get this whiskey, you have to be like on their mail. God, I sound so pretentious. You have to be on their mailing list, okay. so they email you because they only make about 500 bottles a year. Um, so, so you then, you could say you're somewhat yeah. a, a whiskey connoisseur then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you were if you were to say like, oh, go to Asda and buy a whiskey, yeah, and like a good a good all round whiskey that most that was kind of in the middle. Yeah. Um, I would recommend two. I would recommend either uh, the one I was I, th I believe I was drinking in the Avery Miller video, which mm. is an Ardmore. Um, Ardmore, whatever age, like a 10-year-old one or whatever, um, is quite nice. It's inoffensive. It's in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, most people will enjoy it. And if you want to show off about how tough you are, get like uh, you can get this at most bars because it's a it works very well when watered down. Um, you know, because you're a wimp. Um, get a Lafroig like 15 uh, and try and neck a shot of that and without like dying and you'll be a tough man <laughs> i could talk about whiskey but literally hours um but there you go well like when i used to drink like whiskey was mine 
my drink of choice also so i love hearing about it mm. but uh sadly those days are past um i quite liked glenn fiddich at the time glenn fiddich glenn fiddich is nice yeah. yeah um you can get different ones i i still want hang on is that glenn fiddich or who is it that does that one one of them they make an ipa mix which is really interesting and i want to try that because i like ipa uh, but I haven't had that one yet. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, it's, it's like, yeah, was it Glenn Fittich? I think it was Glenn Fittich. But, um, yeah, sorry, <laughs> going off on a little brain tangent there. Mm. I have a habit of doing that on occasion. Um, That's fine. But, yeah, um, of course, you talked about doing that uh, sort of, like, collaboration with Avery Miller. Um, of course, yeah. when it comes to any very creative, you have to ask, how did you first discover the fandom? Um... Oh, God. It's weird because it was very gradual, uh, and I I can't pinpoint much of an exact moment. Uh, you know, as with most people, it's all been fairly generic, you know. I always enjoyed Lion King and Robin Hood and your other Disney bait yep. and, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But... Um, the, again, the specifics, unfortunately, I will have to save for another video because it's far too much of a meme to <laughs> not make entire story time about when I inevitably reach that phase of YouTube. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I won't go into the hilarious specifics, unfortunately. That's quite right. But, um, the generic side of it is I was on YouTube and uh, I saw some like really weird video with fursuits in it. Yeah, um, yeah, those it videos. Like, it wasn't like, no, it wasn't like it wasn't cringe. Okay, it was just like a very old one, like from two thousand and nine or something, when suits looked a bit different. Yes, yeah, because uh, the the style of suits has changed quite radically in the fandom. It has, it has, and I, I think um, it, yeah, it, it was a very old video. It was definitely filmed before the date it was uploaded as well. It must have been from the early two thousands. It had some mm. very basic suits in it, and I remember seeing that, and that's when I first was like, oh, so this, okay, I was like, oh, okay, this is a thing. Mm. Um, that might be fun to do one day. That'd be funny. Um, and then I kind of ignored it and let it just sort of sit as something that I knew existed. And then I honestly don't really know when, but I started just over a period of time following um, more and more random furries on Twitter, like uh, like artists, um, like Kuna was one specifically, and um, Tyrrell, and you know people like this, and who who like aren't extremely furry but would post like a lot of furry art yeah. that they draw. And then, you know, gradually Twitter suggests, like, hey, why don't you follow this person? And then, then I followed it more and more, and I saw people talking, and, you, you know, you go and you watch the Majura videos, and, you know, other yeah. people, and then, yeah. And, and people like Avery, actually. I've been watching Avery for, for a long time, um, and I, I was subscribed to him with my other channel, and we, we even spoke through that other channel, because he doesn't make, like, explicitly furry content no it's it's very accessible to those that aren't even aware of the phantom i would say yeah yeah um so he was a bit of a gateway into it mm. as well over that sort of two year two or so years um because i've been watching it so i i swear i enjoyed the collab with him a lot because um 
more so than uh, not saying I wouldn't enjoy a collab with uh, other larger furry YouTubers, but <laughs> but um, I enjoyed a collab with um, someone like Avery a lot more than I would um, any old random person with loads and loads of subscribers yeah. because I specifically remember watching Avery mm -hmm. for quite a long time yeah. before I did my YouTube. So, so it sort of um, means more to you to then yeah, be able to work with them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because like, oh, I remember watching you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that, 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 that's awesome. So would you say that over the course of making furry content, you've slowly developed sort of like an immunity to uh, to furriness? Or, or have you sort of like, um, is your body still retaliating, uh, retaliating against you um, as it was uh, in your past video, <laughs> in, in one of your last videos? Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I said, I said it doesn't agree with me. Yeah. Trying to trying to claw me back. It, 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 well, it it almost got me. You know, yeah. I haven't made a video in a while. It almost got me. Almost got but you, I'm, but it didn't get you quite. I'm still, I'm still managing. <laughs> yeah. Um, my my next video, um, I've recorded and re-recorded and just I think it's on its sixth iteration now, seventh or eighth uh sort of idea. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's had it's had about three total chain like total rewrites, uh, and this current version has had about four or five complete re-records. Okay, I, su <laughs> I suppose that that is one of the things. It's like after coming back from a, a break, you want the new video to be like special. It's like you've got yeah. like when you said uh, was it eighty four subscribers was your uh, was your goal yeah. or. My goal, yeah. yeah. Um, so th then it's like when you say, "Oh, oh, I've got an audience." It's like having to now sort of like eighty-two. Yeah. Eighty-two was my yeah. goal because at the time my non-furry channel had eighty-one subscribers. Okay. Um, so I wanted to beat that. Uh, and you did, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You definitely, yeah. Did. you smashed it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like also uh. One of one of your uh, videos, which is my uh, favourite, um, you talked about mongrels in one of your videos. Um, oh, yeah. It seems like you're Very quite quite a fan. Yeah, like I, I was going to ask, um, what do you think about other sorts sorts of shows like it? And would you be able to tell a little bit about mongrels for those that might not have seen that video? Yeah, well, hmm. I love mongrels. I remember. Um, it, it, it came out around the same kind of time I, I, I realized that fairies were a thing. And I was like, okay, this is probably linked in some way. Um, but I, yeah, so I found mongrels very uh, weird. Mm. Um, it was on, when it was on TV, it was on, on BBC Three quite late at night. Um, and it was, it was a while ago because it was, I was of the age where I was like, stay, like just starting to sort of stay up late. Okay. I was like, oh, like what can I watch on TV while everyone else in the house has gone to sleep? And I, I remember very clearly one of the, the advert, right? The only advert that I saw for Mongrels um, was Nelson, who is a sort of slightly camp, um, quite desperate middle class fox that sounds yeah. slightly like me. Um, <laughs> when I, I I I could do I used to be able to do an alright impression, but I'm not going to do it now. But um, 
he it, it's just him in his den like sitting on a um they're all puppets in mongols yeah. and he's sitting facing the tv and you can't see what's on the tv you're sort of looking out from it and you can you can hear brian cox the scientist yeah. talking on the tv <laughs> and and nelson's just you can hear his thoughts he just says you know is it gay to want one man's company this much you know me maybe i should write to brian maybe i should write him a poem i bet he likes poems uh, and then he just says, and saunas out loud. And that was it. And it was a sort of 10 second advert of a fox saying he is in love with Brian Cox. Yeah. And I thought, well, what the fuck is that? Is What is that? So um, I'm just cracking up at, at this end because it's yeah. like that. that's a good impersonation. And you nailed like the, the progression. It's yes. <laughs> I love uh, Mongols as well. Good, it's good. It was a good. It was a good advert. Yeah. It had me intrigued, mm. and that wasn't a clip from the show. Yeah, like that was the advert for for it. And I was like, okay, wow, I have to see this now. <laughs> um, and yeah, it, it's fantastic. It's it's a brilliant British comedy. Um, and I, yeah, I I, I know that the creators are supportive of furries as well, mm. which is nice. Um, I've they, spoken yeah. to I've spoken to some of them. Um, which was interesting. And they've actually been to a con as well. They went to Euroference 2015, I think, and took the puppets along. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That's nice. like, M- Mongols is, is certainly underrated. It's, yeah, it's it's a very, very good show. But, um, yeah, I wonder, because you talk about having talked to other creatives, you've collaborated with quite a few people in the fandom. Um. What would be the one piece of advice for anyone starting out on a creative endeavor that, that you would give to someone? Um, well, it's different because it depends what you're wanting to do and, and what you're wanting to get out uh, of it. And I think that people who are starting something should be honest with themselves uh, about their intentions and, and about what they want to do. And it's, it's not that, um, you know, I don't have the angle that if you're out to just get a bit of attention, I don't think that's an inherently awful thing. Mm. I, I think that's fine. It's a natural thing to want that. Um, but if, if you're if you're making your creative stuff for other reasons, if you're making it sheerly for experience um, or because you're bored uh, or because you want to try your hand at new things or, or you, you know, whatever it might be, or you're trying to make the world a genuinely better place or what, whatever you've decided is your goal, um just try and make sure what well, there's there's two different bits of advice there's the bit of advice of how to grow a something like a youtube channel yeah um, which is a whole load of different things and it's not an exact book you can follow because like everyone who is and i'm not including myself in any way i'm talking about proper big youtubers they all say um, it's basically a weird mishmash of luck and random things mm. and you can't really predict it because if, if you could write a book on how to be famous, somebody would have um, already done it. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody would have done yeah. it and then they would have been famous. So they would have sort of won themselves, you know, but, um, so it's, it's difficult, but if you want to, if you, specifically YouTube videos, because that's my area of expertise, at least here. Um, yeah. Fuck. I just said expertise, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's what I do. Yeah. And you uh, do it well. So. I'd say yeah. expertise is a good uh, is a good adjective. Well, now, with all of my videos, and this this in, this includes the non-furry ones, yeah. 
my rule to myself has always been, which is why I, I, I don't really find any video I've ever made that cringy, mm. um, is you have to be able to watch your video at least 10 times, like 10 times minimum. Yeah. And still find it at least okay after the 10th time before it goes public. And I know that's harder to do if your video is like an hour long. Uh, but general rule when it comes to editing. Um, so for me, I watch my video as I record it for the first time, basically. I then watch it while I'm editing it like over and over and over again little parts yeah. i then watch it in full once i've edited it go back and change a bunch of stuff watch it in full again um go back maybe change one small thing watch it in full again then probably render it then after it's rendered just to check because sometimes things break through rendering i watch it again then i upload it to youtube and watch it again to make sure that it's like not broken when i've uploaded it to youtube then i watch it again on a phone so that i can check that the audio volumes are okay and i watch it on an iphone because if you watch a video on an iphone um, on YouTube, you know, and, and it's like too quiet on the maximum volume settings of the iPhone, you know, something's wrong or yeah. if it's too loud because your computer can be kind of funny. And, you know, you could think the audio is fine, but everyone else says it's too quiet because you accidentally have your computer volume on 500%. Like it, weird stuff can happen. Mm. Um, but if you watch it on a phone, it's a nice control and, you know, it's fine. Um, so I've already seen it about seven or eight times. And then every now and then I'll go back and rewatch an older video of mine. So you're going to watch your own video a good 10 times. Oh yeah. You're going to watch them a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and if you watch, if you watch it 10 times through, if you're still happy enough with it to let it exist on the internet, then it's probably okay. It might not be the best thing ever. And you're probably going to make stuff that's better than it. Um, but it's not going to be awful because I mean, sometimes you watch stuff and there's like just random black frames like all over the place or it just goes silent for like two minutes in the middle or things don't make any sense. Like, you know, there are people and, and everyone's done it like once or twice, yeah. but, you know, there are people who consistently um, upload videos that they've clearly not seen all the way through themselves. Yeah. And... If you can tell someone doesn't even watch their own video at the, when they've uploaded it to check that it's okay, then uh, you can see a lack of effort there. So my mm. biggest piece of advice, and this goes, I guess, for artwork and for things as well, for, for other areas. If you can look at something once it's finished, and even if you don't love it, because a lot of people hate the stuff they make, but if you can look at it and just think, yeah, it's not broken, it's fine, then all is well, yeah. and you can upload it. Yeah, because it's, it's just about, I suppose, you're eventually going to hate a piece of work that you do because you're going to see all the flaws in it. But yeah, yeah when, when you then put it out there into the internet where nothing ever escapes, <laughs> it's on there forever. Yeah, the, the thing is, it, <laughs> yeah. it's, better to be, it's better to be a little bit of a perfectionist yeah, and check definitely. that it's not completely broken than it is to upload a bunch of awful, awful things. Yeah. Um, and and maybe you're someone who not not you directly, mm -hmm. but someone listening is someone who who has got a, a bunch of stuff uploaded that they that they know or, or they look back at and, and think isn't you know maybe the best. It doesn't matter. Um, you can just start from wherever you are, wherever the next thing you do is, and, and make a conscious effort to check it. Basically, mm -hmm. I can still go back and watch videos I made three and a half years ago. I do um, actually uh, every now and then just with my mates. 
go back and we watch these videos that were all in from three or four years ago, and I still enjoy them. Um, you know. Yeah, because you said um, you you create content. Uh, or you, you create co that content primarily for yourself and your friends, which is is the most genuine oh, way did, to yeah. do it. Because if you make something for yourself and you you put those things out there, then regardless of what what people think, positive or negative, then you've essentially done done what you intended to do. You've you've done what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. My 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 early my earlier videos, my earliest videos, uh, I will admit were were me experimenting with creating videos and putting them out onto YouTube, hoping that people would watch them, etc., etc. No one ever did. But after that, um, when I and that was very, I was a very short phase. It was about a month, you know, during school. I was like, oh, let's try and do YouTube. I was like, oh, okay, that was difficult and didn't work. Yeah. Let's not do that. Uh, but like all the other stuff that I did after that, which was a lot better, um, was not that the first stuff was terrible. It just wasn't, you know, funny. Uh, um, all, all, all the stuff I did after that, I only really uploaded to YouTube because YouTube is the most efficient way of sharing a video with someone. Yeah. If I wanted to send a 10 minute long video to my mate, the best way to do that, especially four years ago, was to upload it to YouTube and then send them the link. Yeah, the dark times <laughs> where broadband was not as fast as it is now. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the end of the world when you see kilobits, like kilobits per second. You're like, what? <laughs> What's yeah. going on? It's horrendous. Yeah. But no, it's it's yeah, it's it's ge genuine YouTubers are of of those that will always sort of like get that following because you can see that per the person genuinely wants to do the thing that they're doing, and you can certainly see that with the the content you you produce. So absolutely. the thing is, though, people, it's nice because I can't remember who I saw say this, but it's 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 nice to think. Uh, and you always have the examples of the people who have made it. Uh, this is a little bit bleak until the end, but uh, but like it's nice because everyone who gets there, everyone who makes it big in entertainment, um, a lot of them will say like, um, "Oh, you know, you've just got to try and believe and be a genuine person." And look, I did it, so you can. Uh, but you, you don't hear about the thousands and thousands of people who were genuine and nice and didn't make yeah. it. You know, that <laughs> it happens a lot. And and I'll, I'll be honest, especially on something like YouTube, um, it isn't always the case that the people who make the best stuff um, or care about things the most uh, ever get any success. Yes. Um, yeah. But so you don't be downhearted if people aren't watching what you make. The most important audience for anything you make is yourself. Yes. Most definitely. Because yeah, like YouTube is certainly uh, for but no saturated is probably the best word. Um, YouTube yeah, is, is is saturated with with a, a lot of uh, different content. Even so. furry YouTube now. Yes. Even furry YouTube, even though it's a small uh, sort of community, it's very saturated with a lot of creators, mm. which is a good thing. But it makes it harder to get your name out there. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, but yeah, you have contributed to the fandom positively in your own unique way. Um, however, furry has both good and bad uh, aspects, as every culture does, um, with the fandom being like just a microcosm of the wider world. So my question is, what do you personally think the future holds for the furry fandom? Uh, I see. I've been asked that before, and I, uh, I don't know. I mean, ultimately... It will, as a lot of things do, gradually become more and more. I'm gonna have to disconnect my mic once. All right. A few moments later. Hello. Hello.
<laughs> Sorry, I had to go, I had to disappear there. Sorry. Um <laughs> anyway, I'll start yes. again. Um yeah. Yeah, a lot of people have asked me that question and I think I think generally it will become more and more mainstream like a lot of things do. Not in a sort of hey everyone will love furries, yeah, woohoo. Yeah. Uh, kind of way. <laughs> more in a just sort of it will generically be more known um in the same way a lot of other nerdy sort of fandom sort of groups have been. Yeah. And the numbers will gradually grow, but ultimately I, I don't see a lot changing that much i think as always fursuits and what they are and, and who can have them and what they mean um is going to change and evolve i mean uh, look at the last couple of months and fursuit eyelid things have like suddenly become a massive thing and they're amazing as well like it's such a little detail that i once you see them you think why weren't people using these for years yeah. why haven't these been a thing all along because they add so much character um especially for video making um you know they they sort of came from nowhere and i'm sure lots of other little um developments and and things will happen as far as fursuits are concerned and you know big artists will come and go and, and all the all the main things within the fandom will gradually move on as they they always do but i think i think yeah i think it will just generally become more understood more mainstream more known and because of that it will become more capitalized on um it, in the same kind of way as um you, you see it happen quicker with a fandom of something more acceptable like a tv yeah. show you know if, if, a, if a new tv show comes around it's sort of unheard of for a little bit and then people pick it up and then it gets more popular and then there's like a cult following and then suddenly you know it grows and it grows and it blows up like game of thrones yeah. all right series one and two it was you know people knew about it people talked about it nerds liked it a lot but it wasn't really out in the mainstream you look at today though there's you know clothing with it everywhere it's like a big brand yeah. you know, i'm not saying furries will reach that level but i'm saying eventually it will just be a more accepted thing um you know there will just be uh, mainstream jokes or clothes or like you you will see probably at some point a backpack with like furries on it and it's like a... oh yeah like you can slowly see um just being integrated more like just gradually it's like you've got bat backpacks you've got sort of like just uh little hats like little animal hats are becoming more of a, a yeah. thing that yeah i i think i think it will mainly stay the same with a few little evolutions here and there um, but I think the biggest noticeable difference is very simply in 10 years time, more people who maybe aren't in the fandom will be able to see furry stuff and go, oh, that's some furry stuff. You know, yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying everyone will be one. I'm just saying more people will be like, oh, yeah, that it's that thing. That's a furry thing. They exist. <laughs> You know. Just a bit like um, how sort of like pop culture references are just thrown into film. You you might just have like furry thrown into film on occasion. So like I can understand. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah. understand that sort of. Just another thing, another area that's out there. Yeah. Yeah. It... Not not much though. Nothing drastic. You know, no one's going to invent a fucking uh, <laughs> uh, genetic engineering serum, which is, means first first suitors are going to become real, and we'll have like, I don't know, yeah, that's a bad fan fiction. Yeah, I'm, yeah I wouldn't be surprised if it's already been made a few times. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe. But yeah, like, thanks once again for um for just being well up up for the interview and. It's been a pleasure talking Hell to yeah. you um, about, about this sort sort of thing. It's <laughs> it, it has been ah, genuine pleasure. But um, yeah, it, it's it's been great. Um, thank yes. you. 
thank you so much. Um, sadly, it does come to that shill, shill, shill bit of the video. Um, yes. Yes, yeah, it does. It does. Plug away. Yeah. Um, if you enjoyed this video, leave a like, comment, and subscribe. If not, that's perfectly fine as well. Those sorts of things can be lost, much like the meaning of what the initials PR stand for in PR Wolf. But hopefully someday we'll find out what those are. People, someday. People hopefully. comment. Comment what you think PR means. Do people still do that? Do people still ask for people to comment on videos? Is it 2010? Oh, sick burn on 2010. <laughs> hey, 2010 was a good year. Um... Uh, my name's PR Wolf, and I approve this mess. Hey, man, <laughs> Raywood Johnson. But yeah, awesome. Thanks, PR. It was awesome. <laughs> um, and yeah, thanks once again for watching our videos. I hope you have a wonderful evening and good night. Bye.